Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Lucy and Harriet wanted me to have a bash with these vax cleaners. I have to say, they're brilliant. There's one called Glide, which is dead light, and I use that on my hardwood bits in my kitchen diner. Plus, it gets Jazz's footprints up when he was sploshing around with the pigs at Barrow. And there's a little spot cleaner one. I had to use that when Bradley experimented with Jazz's own brew. The lounge looked like a Jackson Pollock. But my favourite's definitely the Glide, as it's dead light and it's battery powered, so you can dance to Taylor Swift while you're zooshing it about. I'm not sure what it's like with tarantula fur. I'll never find out now. Thank God. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Mr Newbie. Before we start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. Well, we began the week with Jim in the box trying to score while Jazza hung about complaining that bitterly, complaining bitterly that it wasn't fair that a woman he'd conned into attending a load of disingenuous sales meetings had fired him. Bitch. (laughs) This was all tied into a story about Jazza moving in with Tracy to help pay the bills, which as far as I can see, and admittedly, I'm no economist, isn't going to work terrifically well if he doesn't have a job. (laughs) Or is he still aquaponicking? What has happened to all the little aquaponics? Are they swimming around wondering why it's gone dark and no one's coming to sit with them anymore? Or is there just one massive aquaponic left swimming around on its own, having eaten all the other little aquaponics? Jazz's means of making a livelihood have long been a source of huge confusion to me. More confusing things included Stella and Brian, who, unless I nodded off for a month, suddenly seemed to have become terribly informal. A month ago, they were slightly remote employer and employee... And now they're discussing intimate family matters huddled up in a hedge and she's calling him Mr. Like a toddler who's past his bedtime. They had a nice chat about the pork market and really Stella be careful as plenty of women have wished that they'd never discussed pork with Brian. It's a slippery, well, it's just quite slippery. Let's leave it like that. Pressing questions this week. Why does Rory have a ringtone like an alarm clock winding down? Well... It's all happening at Gay Grables in a sort of mission values and vision way, which means a lot of people are writing documents and nothing's actually happening. Roy is trotting around after Ardil, only leaping in front to open doors for him. We're going to bring the kitchen into the dining room, said Ardil airily. Brilliant, said Roy, getting the hang of it. Then we could bring the showers into reception. Ardil's aim is to make Gay Grables a cultural hub. Apparently. Oh my god. A hub. The word hub should only be followed by the word cap and only be used by people who know what they are talking about. So, 
basically far, fast forward to this time next year and there's going to be a dining room full of horrified customers watching Ian back in the kitchens again after his burger van burnt to the ground when he left Xander in charge of it at Glastonbury. Uh, shouting in Northern Irish and Freddie busily chopping bits of fingers into the fruit salad, blue plasters everywhere. There'll be breakout rooms because if there's a hub, there's always breakout rooms. And the breakout rooms will showcase things like Rury representing local trade. Ha ha ha. Ruth <laughs> milking a cow. Susan stirring a big pot of Yo Valley yogurt while bitching. Neil slaughtering a pig. And Brian contaminating things. It sounds dreadful. And poor Jack Woolley, who might have gone for the kitchen end of the market, but still knew how to give punters a good time, must be spinning in his chintzy grave. <laughs> Ardil and Roy are now starting to sound like an evil emperor and his henchman in a CITV cartoon, Baron Greenback and that crow. Roy did bravely reveal his racist past and then sort of ruined it by going on and on about how absolutely positively not a racist he now was. I'm not a racist. I love you lot now. I eat poppadoms. Love a bit of Bangor, I do. Can't get enough. Over at Brookfield, there was some sort of influencer photo shoot going on in which Stephanie was dressed up as Daisy Duke from the Dukes of Hazard, and her husband Liam looked like Guy Ritchie in scratchy tweeds. They were being primped for their photo shoot, which completely baffled Ruth as she wanted to know what those little bristly things were in the corner of the room until Steph explained they were hairbrushes. Liam sounds like a knobber, and Stephanie should have told him that if he couldn't smile, he could stick it and she'd do a photo shoot by herself like Madonna with her legs poking out from under a bed. But instead she cried and he came back. David told her that he and Ruth had been successfully married for so long through honesty and talking, which was not true because it's actually worked through passive aggression and being at opposite ends of the farm most of the time. To absolutely no one's surprise except Brian's, he had what we thought was a heart attack, but it turned out to be angina. Ha! Mangina, more like. It was actually ancient malus sulcii and occurs when men of a certain age realise that women can do perfectly well without them. <laughs> and then a really, really horrid bit to end with, which was Rory and Julianne. A, Julianne sounds like Helen Mirren, which is really disturbing. And B, the whole relationship absolutely made my skin crawl just as much as it would have done had it been Brian and a 22-year-old woman. She seems patronising rather than nice to Rory, saying things like, if you wave down a waiter, they'll take your order, just in case he hadn't ever been to a restaurant before. Much was made of the separate beds thing, but why on earth would she want a 20-year-old to accompany her to a food fair? She's clearly so awful, she's trying to buy friends, so she's not even a nice woman struggling with the patriarchy. She's just a horror. So come on, Rory, you find it easy enough to be vile to a young woman with an alcohol problem. Stand up for yourself with an older woman with a personality problem and get out quick. The end. <laughs> I really liked Julianne. Oh, I was like, yeah, I I'll not. accompany you to that food fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd accompany anyone to a food fair, Harry. I was with Rory. I was like, yay, free champagne, <laughs> nice canapes. What's not to like? No, actually, she, as she referred to them as canopies. Like... <laughs> Tense. <laughs> Canopies. <laughs> oh dear. Um, oh God, Julianne, what are you talking about? She's so posh as well. No, I actually thought she was really good. I thought she was a great, uh, great casting there mm. from the old archers. Because yeah. I thought, I, I felt, because they could have easily gone down, she sounds, oh, raw, you know, sort of sinister, raw yeah. and sexy, but, you know, a bit uh, madam-y. But I thought she actually just sounded like a really nice person. 
And obviously it got a bit um, icky because uh, because he is contracted to her, which is tricky. I think the whole thing just gave me the absolute heebie-jeebies. Well, what is difficult to understand is that because I'm... I, uh, you know, you can't really put yourself in that position as as a as a as a as a, as a woman over uh, over thirty five, Lucy. Um, just, 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 just. I, I, I don't know that I'd want to go out with a twenty two year old. I don't oh, know that God, I'd no. want him to come to like. Well, the only bit you do that for would be the sex, and exactly. that's the only bit they're not having. But but that's what's confusing. Mm. Why would you want? him because people are just going to assume he's her son aren't they yeah that's exactly what i thought i don't think she didn't really come across she didn't come across as though she was sort of showing him off it was no. a bit more like um it yeah, was just so a, it was... a warm body in the room wasn't it it was just like just come yeah. along so i've got someone there because i would have sort of just said you sit in the corner i'm gonna go and do my networking mm. and then meet you back at back in my um bedroom you li- little one you go and put your walkman on yeah and um meet me back <laughs> in the bedroom at um 10 p.m yeah so it was a bit confusing i thought yes and i just found it really really unpleasant yes but but the good thing about it was it was it they they're quite i think their relationship i mean rory's a good actor and she's a good actor so I didn't, because some of the dialogue was a bit um, mm. weird. I don't know, yeah. some of the stuff they said, you sort yeah. of said, oh, I don't know, normal people would say that. Mm. But anyway, but it, they seemed to make it work really well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? I d- yes, I agree. You just couldn't listen. I just couldn't listen because it was just, I just found it so, that kind but of, I, when she when she went from, ah, ha, ha, to phone off, please. No, but I like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but, but, but then again, it's sort of like that. That it's like that coercive control thing, again, yeah. isn't it? Because um, yeah. because when they were when they were at the parties, I was like, oh, she's great. She sounds really fun to hang out with and mm. really lovely. And then when she said to, um, yeah, phone off. You know the rules, sort of thing. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, fair enough, okay. It's like <laughs> going to any sort of like businessy thing, isn't it? You have to turn your phone off. But then when she. Um, said well you're under contract you know this isn't yeah. part of our contract i know this isn't part of that the, was quite a good twist the thing and twist uh, in her power in the power dynamic because she sounded quite sympathetic at first yeah i don't know i can't no i can't even go go there but then I if they're not having sex mm. then it's weird isn't it but you know plenty of blokes have done this for years haven't they had you know yeah, I so mean, maybe she my does boss fancy. Maybe to, she... When I was 20, my boss used to, um, 20, 20, about 22, I, I, I used to go to, have to go to trade fairs with him and he would... Uh, You'd be his piece. Well, he would, int- if there was a tricky customer, he'd introduce me to them and make me sort of chat them up. Oh, yeah. And we were at this trade fair once and you probably don't remember this, but there was a guy called, uh, um, oh God, Victor Kayam who sold razors, uh, this electric shavers. And he used to say, I liked it so much, I bought the company. That was his sort of thing. And it was a <laughs> terrible, cheesy American advert that was everyone used like a catchphrase. <laughs> and I had to, he made, Richard made me go round this fair with Victor Kayam. And he kept introducing me to everyone as the next Mrs. Kayam and all this oh, stuff. And mate. it was grim. Oh, icky, but, icky. you know, and I was thinking, Looking back, that was really icky, yeah. and and it gave me the same creepy feeling as 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 uh, Rory right. and Thingy did. Yeah, 
Well, that's the thing, isn't it? He's suddenly got into quite dangerous territory mm. because he's financially tied yeah. to her. Yeah. So how on earth? And then I, I felt really... That, but I thought it all played out really well, actually, especially in the last episode, because when, you know, like we've hated Rory... And then, again, he was horrible to Alice. And for the first time, I actually felt sorry for Alice when he was like, oh, well, at least it was someone who knew what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, he's but, such a little tick. He really but, is. But then when Alice sort of said, who's that in the car? And he was sort of... And then he, when he got angry and said, no, I've got to go back to... Life, I actually felt really sorry for him. Yeah. I thought, well, he's, he's trapped. Completely, he's completely... Tra- it's that horrible, mm. you know, feeling like... And you you start sort of feeling like homesick because you're... Yeah. There's something pulling you away from your... Where yeah. You really You've want moved to be, away into a world you're not quite ready for and yeah, you want to go awful, back actually. when things were uncomplicated. Yeah, and safe and, yeah. you know, it actually really pulled on my heartstrings. Well, at that and, age, you you think you know everything don't you well you think you can be in you think yeah you think think you're tremendously sophisticated and he's not going to bother telling your parents because obviously they wouldn't understand because they've never been as sophisticated as you and then you suddenly think oh god this is actually i want to go back to being and 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 all you want to do is go fast forward 20 years look Mm. back and and you will wish you to just talk to someone yeah because you could have it's like debt or anything like that isn't it if only you could talk to someone you might find a way out of, you know, they mm. will help you find a way out. And there's always a way out. Mm. But you but you feel yeah. like the... Oh, who's calling me? Sorry. <laughs> it's probably another delivery, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll have a look at it later. Um, no, no, was, you carry on. No, it's Saturday. <laughs> no, it's Saturday. It's Saturday, actually. I was like, oh, my God, I've missed a job. Oh, my God, I'm supposed <laughs> to be in the studio. The bank holidays have messed with me. It's Saturday. For anybody listening, we're well, recording as this As far as I'm Saturday. concerned, it's Boxing Day because I've got no, I don't know what's <laughs> happening now. It's so confusing. I keep wandering around going, is it still Thursday? Because it's normally lovely. bank holidays are Mondays and Tuesdays. And if you make them Thursdays and Fridays, it just confuses me. Oh, my God. Also, it's making me really dread Monday because I'm having such a nice time. <laughs> But also, it's great because this is Christmas, but with sunny weather. Sunny weather. Apart from today. And you don't have to do lush. anything apart from make a bit of a trifle or some no, sausage rolls. I'd happily swap. I'd have probably, ha- let's have Jubilee Bank holidays every year instead yeah. of Christmas and Boxing Day. Yeah. Thanks. I agree. Also, you don't have to get presents for anyone. You yep. just drink yep. and eat and look at people's flags. Yeah. And uh, it's just fun. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the archers. <laughs> Um, who else? Oh, oh, Grey Gables. Oh, God. It just sounds appalling, <laughs> no, doesn't it? No, no, no. I, no it sounds I actually, like a civic centre. I don't know. I think they're right. I think the ideas going forward for the business are actually quite good. I think... Going forward. Going, for, going forward, Have Lucy. you been to a meeting, Harriet? <laughs> Have you learned going forward as a thing to say? Going forward, what we'd like to do here, guys, is just open up this space so it's a really open, welcoming... Cultural um, hub. Cultural hub of cultural uh, local stuff in the community Cultural hubbiness. Um, mm-hmm. Cultural exhibit. No, I think they're right to... No, they're, all they're doing is modernising the... the they're going to make... A, I think they're going to make a nice... Like like all those big restaurants now, you can see the kitchen, can't you? And it's, yeah. Uh, I always feel really sorry for the <clears throat> chefs because they so can't be I. rude... They can't no. swear. They also, can't chuck things around. It's a bit smoky and smelly, isn't yeah. it? Anyway, that's totally fine. I like Ardil's idea of bringing the community into the hotel, Lucy. Because it's only going to last for the first two months. I the- don't, because I liked it <laughs> that you could tell when somebody was serious about something because they went to Gay Grables rather than the bull. 
it was like oh it was like the posh place yes it was like if it was an anniversary then they went to gay grables and if it was if they were about to get divorced and have a reconciliation chat then they'd go to the feathers in felpersham right yeah so, I see what so you mean. And but it, if you just make it you know God, yeah. the bloody tea room is a village hub with cake yeah okay Ugh. i know i see what you mean because also it i remember like when i was little there was a hotel and it was like an old beautiful house and you know we went for you know once a year we'd yeah go, high days and that. holidays it was a really yeah, special treat. for a birthday lunch yes. or something and it was lovely because it was like the poshest hotel you've ever seen or it felt like it was it wasn't yeah it was just in a village but but it was um it was it was very formal, mm. you know, and and so it felt special. It had beautiful grounds, and I guess that's the thing about. But maybe you can't make that sort of business work anymore. I think you can. I think loads of people. Not, not if you're Ardell and Roy, you can't. No, those two muppets. No. Because if you bring the community <laughs> in, then they can at least bring their friends in. Yes, that's true. For a cup of tea. I don't know. It's uh, I, it's going to become one of those places where they're going to have coach loads of people coming in for afternoon tea. But isn't that what? They're, Lower Loxley is for. Yeah, that's true. Well, surely they should be thinking, because Ardell should have thought, why would I be doing this? Because that's basically what they do at Lower Loxley. Yeah, because they, they have all art the artisan crafts and exhibitions and everything and else. And a library and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yes, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, he doesn't seem to have done... All he did was go to Lower Loxley, push a boiled egg down a hill and then come back and decide that he knew all about it. And But, you know. but it's not even that, it's their relationship. Mm. Ardil talks to Roy like he's five years old. Yeah. And Roy but talks to, to Ardil fair, like he is... Roy yeah, acts but, like he's five years I old. I know, so, but then know. why would you employ someone who is so yeah. clearly completely thick and has no vision? Well, because, because he doesn't want—he so, just wants but, him to carry out his ideas. He doesn't want him to have any vision. He just wants him to do what he's told. Yeah, but when you, when Roy acts like com, like the Ardell is the only person in the world to have had the idea of like of 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 putting a bit of kitchen in a dining room. Yeah, wouldn't Ardell go? Oh my God! Well, have you ever guy. been anywhere? Yeah, yeah. Should, maybe I should send him around the country mm. doing his research. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a weird relationship. When Ardell went. Um, Let's when they were in the pub because I thought it was quite good. Roy taking him to the pub, yeah. and then when he, but then when Ardell went, let's give them something else to talk about. Oh. Roy, I, I genuinely thinking, thought trousers yeah, or flats is that what's, totally, that what's happening? Yeah, it totally sounded like Ardell mm. was going in for a kiss. And it was a toast. It? it was a toast, yeah. and I don't know if it's the writers writing it to sound to, to sort of make us think, oh, is Ardell trying? To, is Ardell Roy's pimp or whatever? Or is it just the way it's being, oh, I don't know, it's hard to know. Because, you know, we were talking about, um, I said we need to, well, we both said we need to hear Ardell yeah. in, with somebody else. But well, we need to I, find out who the real owners are and how Ardell plays yeah. to them. But also, don't you think that when Roy was talking about being a racist, which he was, even though he was yes. claimed he wasn't, but anyway... Aside from that, he's moved I on, just apparently. thought it. I didn't do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, because yeah, um, people right, like uh, what you look like, they didn't live around it. But anyway, he's <laughs> he um yeah, he was just so clunky about it all. Yeah. I was like, shut up! You're making it so much yeah, worse. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Stupid man. Yeah. Anyway, but um, blah, 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 blah. yeah. So when he was talking about that, and Ardil for the first time, I thought when he was going, when when he was reacting to Roy's confession, he sounded like a true person. Yes. Yeah, he, absolutely. He, yeah. All that sort of like smarmy yeah. or businessman dropped away and he just reacted like yeah. a normal. Yeah. You know, he was shocked and he yeah. 
He went fine. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. You've said you've said it. Da, da, da. Exactly. Yeah. Suddenly he was a normal person. Yeah. And I thought, oh, if only more of that could come back. Mm. But then maybe if we get a little bit of that every, he, he's becoming more believable if we see those glimpses yes. of his true personality underneath. Yes, I agree. Um, I did think it was uh, uh, clunky when they were talking about sweets and things and what yeah, sweets they, know. you know, it's like, oh, what? so the only common bond you can find with somebody that's not like you is sugar, know. you know. Why, why <laughs> so, weren't they talking about Netflix? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was weird, I know. Um, and oh, also, oh, yeah, wham. why would Roy be worried that Linda was going to tell Ardil about his racist past? Yes. Because Because... Linda clearly doesn't have much of a problem with Ardil because he's living with her. But also, they, so when, you know, when um, Roy's car was vandalised, there yeah. wasn't any more your... No one wrote racist on his car, No, they? they wrote Judas. No. So, all right, yeah, okay. So it, it was just it was just from what Ardil had... I think it was just Roy realising how much anti-Roy feeling there was in the village and oh, and yes. imagined okay. that yeah, one of Linda the targets... Would never they would never No, Tracy would. Linda wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, good for him for conv- I th- that's a that's a brave thing to do because that must have been yeah. really difficult. Yeah, but he, but the yeah, the fact that he kept egging the I'm honestly I'm totally. Um, but then I suppose you would, wouldn't you? I'm like that, you know, when you sort of like confess. Not that I've ever, I've never been a racist. Have you put stop poo through people's letterboxes? <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, I, honestly, Lizzie, it was like I was like um, 25 years ago. I was four. No, no, no. But you know when you. You, I don't know, you send a text message to someone saying, um, yeah, she's a right bitch. And it goes to the person who's a right bitch. And then you have to spend like three years every time you see them going, honestly, it was like, it was, wasn't for you. It was um, it was for um, Kellyanne because um, honestly, it really wasn't for you. Not that Chelsea. I do that either. Yeah. I can't think of an example. No, I know what you mean. You're always digging. Yeah. You're always digging. Because yeah. t- you need them to say, I totally forgive you. Let's yes. move on. It's totally yeah. fine. And even then you don't believe them though. No. You no, look no. at them like, really? You really? really? Oh, but you're just saying that to make me feel better. Oh, my God. I really need you to like me genuinely. Oh, it's awful. Actually, I've been there a lot. But never about, never racist, I promise. Just always accidentally sending the wrong WhatsApp to the wrong person. Okay, yes. moving on, Lucy. Mm. Are, we, are we talking about Vax yet? No, so we, Do we do the emails? Oh, can I just say, sorry, Um, it's worth going on BBC The Archers because they've got a little clip of Charles Collingwood who plays Brian oh, right. talking about when he saw the script where he had a heart attack oh. and he was like, are you actually joking? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in this bloody programme. You have told me before. 70 years. <laughs> You're not killing me off now. So it's quite a funny little clip. Um, Oh, Stella, Stella, sorry, Stella and Brian. I know we, we're doing a quick one today, but Stella and Brian, yeah, it, I to, I'm totally with you. What's happened to that relationship? Yeah. All of a sudden, she's like, now, mister, she's you said Jenny. to me, you weren't. I was thinking, what? You don't talk uh, to your boss like that. I know, it's like they were cuddled up in bed together. I know. Yeah. That was it, weird. Anyway. It, it, well, it went from cuddled up in bed to a carer with a with a with somebody yes. in a home. <laughs> Her giving him his a catheter. and Yeah. Yeah, it was all weird, wasn't now, it? Yeah, we'll have biscuit. You like a biscuit, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Do you want one of the chocolatey one? I'll get you a chocolatey one. It Put was. it under your chin or you'll spill it, won't you? You know. And um but I did I did what one of the things that I love about the archers is that they can't they're not very good apart from I think they exhausted all their sort of suspense uh equipment for the Robin Helen storyline. 
And now they can't bear for us to be longer than 24 hours worrying about something. Well, I'm all for that, to be so, honest. Yeah, me too. I can't bear the long, long drawn no. out ones. So, so we had Brian going, ah, and then the next, I'm completely fine. Will everyone piss off and leave me alone? And I was like, okay, it's fine. Good. Right, fine. Brilliant. Thank God. I would, they, that's it. they didn't even wait. They didn't make us wait till, uh, no. till Sunday. No, it was just Brilliant. straight away. But was it the... Everyone yeah, calm this, down. <laughs> this week was our first Friday episode. It was. Yeah. It was Mr. So. Newbie's first Friday. He messaged me to say, this <gasps> oh is my, my first Friday of listening. And yeah. then I got confused because so six six evenings a week, but it was always six evenings a week, wasn't it? Originally, it was Monday to Friday. Then they added the Sunday. Sunday yeah. Then they got rid of the Friday after COVID. That yeah. was what happened, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now we're back to six. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh my God. It's- <laughs> That's the thing, we can't talk about Jazza and Jim and, and oh Webster. Webster. There was so much, too much to talk about. I like the way get... that they decided that they couldn't be asked to have the tarantula anymore. So so Chelsea, as she's leaving, she said, oh, by the way, I do really not like spiders. And he said, okay, fine, I'll just be in the spider. I don't care anyway, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> I the spider was, was a be... plot device, Chelsea. We don't need it anymore. I, it's no, fine. I, thought it, I thought literally the spider was going to come back and yeah. bite us. because yeah. I just I've got a phobia about plot devices, Chelsea. Oh, I think ev- every week they're going to have some sort of animal that involves Alistair dealing or, yes. or, or Denise. So there's rat, tarantula. And Denise got another be... mention this week. He said, oh yes, no, it's exactly. Denise. Exactly. I was thinking this is mentionitis, Alistair. This is mentionitis. <laughs> mm. Next week it'll be a, a, a I don't know, a stick insect. It'll be and... whatever has been in the news. So it'll be something about, you know, microchipping or animal sheep worrying or because it, it's... Um, I do a bit of writing for for some vet stuff and uh, sheep worrying laws have now changed and they're in the they were in the Queen's speech, uh, so no doubt what? that will pop up. Worrying, what is what is that? When what? dogs get into a field and chase the sheep and either hurt them or oh. create such a stress oh, that reaction the sheep that will... they either uh, panic and get stuck in hedges or in barbed wire oh. or they miscarry if they're pregnant. Oh my god! Oh, I see. So is that, is that that's the the laws of. So they've now before the police couldn't couldn't could do very little, and now they've changed it. So the police have got much more powers oh, to prosecute people. I've got it. Mm. Got it. So like, that's the kind of Fenton! thing that they'll then get a press release Fenton! about from the yeah from the British Veterinary Association, and then that will oh. pop up in the show in three oh, months' okay. time. Oh, okay. Oh well, I'll look forward to that. Yeah, it'll be Hoover Weaver, won't it? <laughs> Weaver worrying the sheep and and Stella and. And, oh, and Ruth yeah, will Stella have and a Alistair. punch up. Oh yeah, Stella and Ruth will have a punch up. Then Alistair will be conflicted, and yes. then he'll be even more conflicted because Denise is in his bed, but Stella's weeping in his arms. Oh, oh. God, it's all going to kick off. Harriet, you really ought to write sort of <laughs> schlockbusters. You really should. <laughs> you just, your yeah. brain just naturally goes there. It always <laughs> heads to the bedroom with a lot of dramatic. It's because Sighing. I started my voice career reading, doing Mills and Boone oh. audiobooks. So that's all I know. Really? Yeah, yeah. And you read, and because, you know, you do so many, then you're like, oh, I could literally, oh, mm. I could write one tomorrow. Yeah. But though I love that. I'm a big fan. Anyway, <laughs> um, Lucy, you got, uh, who are we talking about? Oh, emails. Yeah. Uh, Ros King says, I've had an idea to put us all out of our misery. Brilliant, Roz. Is it euthanasia? How about <laughs> Alish and Krish discover their marriage in Vegas was not legal and so they don't have to divorce and we can all shut up. They can all Unbelievable. shut up. Unbelievable. Then we can get on with the other plots. 
Love your podcast, which is better than the actual archers, she says. <laughs> thank you, Ros. Don't think that's true, but thank you no, very much. And also, we six a week. would be a little bit pointless if there wasn't an actual archers <laughs> and only us. Um, Franklin Habit, that, who that wins is, the award. Can I just for, say, sorry, that, that is, that would, that's a, such a good idea. Send it, it is. to the script writers. Yes. Immediately. Yes. And it would put us all out of our misery because then yeah. we could like, okay, right. So f- cool. If you want to get back together, do that. If you don't, shut up. Either way, no no custody, no no anything. It's all fine. Um, right. Franklin Habit, who has the best name, great name in the world. Yeah. Says. Yeah, I'm just Franklin Habit. I am an American living in France who has been listening to the Archers since the week when Ed signed his tenancy agreement with Oliver. Remember that? No, no reason you should. Anyway, as a long-time fan of each of you individually, I was overjoyed to discover that you had teamed up. I began immediately to devour all your back catalogue, which sounds a little bit rude. Anyway, the plinker-plinker banjo music that heralds the arrival of Febreze each week struck me as oddly familiar. I knew I'd heard it somewhere before, but where? Last night at the proms, the Muppet Show, Mary Beards Meet the Romans, it suddenly dawned on me that no, that music is the very same that is used in an advertisement frequently encountered on web channels that provide what we might refer to discreetly as gentleman's speciality cinema. (gasps) The product offered is a pill that purports to increase the volume of a man's ejaculate. Why one would wish for this, I cannot imagine I already have too much laundry to do. There is an arresting visual of an overflowing glass of milk, but that is perhaps more than you wish to know. I thought I would mention this coincidence because it somehow seems appropriate and inappropriate at the same time, and that tickles me. Please continue your marvellous work forever, knowing that I am over here in Paris listening with delight, especially on those days when the checkout lady at my vegetable shop makes fun of me again for not being able to deal with French numbers like 99, which, as I'm sure you know, is their fucked up way of expressing the very simple concept of 99, and I need to hear some English before I smack someone. Yours most sincerely, Franklin Habit. Uh, Franklin, uh, what are you doing in Paris? <laughs> Being called Franklin. Which... <laughs> because uh, if you can't uh, speak French, uh, then what are you doing? Why are you there? <laughs> um, yes. So. Oh, I love such a... Also, who named you? Because I want to give them a medal. <laughs> oh, that is an excellent name. It is an excellent name. Or is it, but is it just a... Um, no, what's the word? Nom de plume. Oui, nom de plume, because you are an interesting writer or something. He is. He's, he's, um, oh, he's got a YouTube channel. He's got everything. What is he, though? He does knitting. What? He does knitting. Right, I'm following him immediately. I'm just going to see if he's on the he's ground. He's got 14,000 subscribers. Bloody hell, can you send some of them our way? No, on, on, um, on, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah but. He could, could he do a little um, shout out for us? Instagram oh, is franklin.habit. You yeah, can find him there. Hang on. Oh, because because my thing's not loading. Yes. Oh, oh, thanks, Franklin. He actually follows me. Oh. So I'm following him back. Wow, he's got 25,000 followers. Woo-hoo. So he's like an, he's a proper, Lucy, he's a proper influencer. Is he? Wowzers. Oh my God, these amazing nits. Yeah. I really... I'm actually Franklin, Franklin and his amazing knits. It makes him sound like a flea circus, but anyway. I'm actually going to Paris in August. Are you? But I've got four kids in tow, so uh, ah, that might, be might want to keep away. Mm. Um, um, that's amazing. But and and uh, I, but I love the fact that, that music's used for that. And I've been just now trying to find. Oh God! The don't be looking up that. Oh God! I thought you were going to. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, <sighs> not, I'm not looking up the. I will look. That'll be. That'll be later tonight, Lucy. Checking that out. The music is yeah. also on a 
maths learning oh, really? channel thing. Yeah. Because wow. somebody, oh, maybe it was, was it Rachel Kennedy sent it and said, um, Lucy might want to check. <laughs> she sort of checked the uh, copyright around her her music, and I was like, oh, "No, it's definitely not her music." <laughs> it, no, I it's guess copyright you got it, free. Yeah, software, you got it from yeah. a copyright free thing. Yeah. So, oh, that's got. What else is that music used for? Ejaculate and maths, blimey! Maths <laughs> but it's funny how popular it is. <laughs> um, right, Auntie Jean is cross with us. She oh. says, "I'm only 19 minutes into the podcast, and I am taking oh, no. issues with you." Oh, it isn't God. Alice's fault this happened at all, beyond being an alcoholic, which also mm. isn't her fault, it's an illness. They were happily in mediation and agreeing in things when Chris yeah. said, of course I have to have the final say on everything to do with Martha. And that, ladies, is why all of this is a good deal of Chris's fault for being a complete numpty and a control freak. Mm. This is arguably Rob level of control freakery, what with the standing over her cot bit last week. The only sensible thing here is 50-50 care of Martha, who is a baby and won't care. And as she grows up, she'll be used to it. And both Neil and Brian should butt out. Neither are helping. Rant over, Auntie Jean. No, I am totally in agreeable. It should be 50-50. In agreeable? Yeah, in that. In okay. that. But when Chris said, no, hang on, it's got to be 50-50, she, I agree. She should have said... I mean, uh, when he said, no, I'm doing 100%, whatever mm. it was, she should have said, no, we're 50-50 and the mediators are going to sort it out. But I also have got friends in mediation at the moment and it's not working for oh. them. And they're definitely going to have to... It's just, I, I, I think it is probably... It should work, shouldn't it? But clearly it doesn't work necessarily. But but no, I just... I was just... I It was Alice. That I, I felt like Alice hadn't given her... Um, the mediators proper go basically no she there's no reason why mediators can't mediate well she suddenly for you. Uh, she suddenly got panicky yeah no, and, she, and, and, and she suddenly just got lost her temper and said because she'd been apologizing to everybody for everything for months yeah, and, and, and she suddenly just been... thought no i've got to to you yeah know. yeah but anyway i can actually it was jimmy's fault because Jimma said to her, I can see a young woman who's a very good mother and is really caring about her no, child. No, no, so and I'm glad, but I'm glad. So I'm glad she came round and was mm. like, hang on, Chris, you are not yeah. having sole custody mm. of our baby. I'm going to be its mother too. But I wish they could have stayed with the mediators yeah. and done it that way. Yeah. But clearly that is a very difficult thing to do in reality, yeah. sadly. Uh, Julie Bacon, the Reverend. Dear Hi, lovely Riff. ladies and fabulous Febreze, still loving your work. As far as the ads are concerned, I'm still oh, not God. convinced that you've really got to grips with them, <laughs> given that this week started playing while Lucy was actually mid-word. So thank goodness <laughs> that you'll saying? soon be able to leave them behind now that you've become hotshot social media influences. <laughs> Though I think I may have spotted a teensy flaw in being sponsored by an alcohol company and consuming the produce <laughs> during the recording. Still, I'm sure that any wrinkles will be entirely covered by the slick professionalism that your loyal fans have come to know and expect sarcasm ill befits a vicar julie anyway rats she says i can't claim to be a fan in general but my husband's best mate at university has a lab rat called paracelsus who was used in psychological experiments and terry pratchett's the amazing morris and his educated rodents about a troop of highly intelligent rats and their cat leader has made me more sympathetic to them in certain settings only than i mm. would naturally be said Yes, well, I'm, yeah, I'm still not um, sure about the rats, and I've got a feeling. No, I'm more. I'm more. I'm. I've actually come round to rats. Are a bit you pro? I think Claire has. I haven't dared look yet, but I think Claire has sent us lots of pictures of rats. Her rats. 
Um, um, can I just also say, uh, Lucy, mm. you know, last week you said, after the podcast went out and you went, I've really nailed the ads this week. Yeah. <laughs> Turned out I hadn't. <laughs> hadn't at all. That's rubbish. You, you actually texted me and said, <laughs> yeah. I think I've really yeah. nailed the ads. Yeah, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, brilliant. Whoa, woohoo. So, actually, I, Harry, I think you find I came down with COVID very suddenly what? and I wasn't oh. able. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't get it wrong and it wasn't deliberate. It just, it just like spontaneously came down with COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that. It's like, really a bit like that, a bit like yeah. that son of the queen. Yeah, yeah. Just suddenly. Yeah. It's amazing Out how conveniently yeah. it can pop along yeah especially when you'd already had it once recently <laughs> yeah i know amazing anyway there we are uh right now this is uh karen who says she thinks of us like she's talking to friends so she forgets to say who she is and hello and all the rest of it so she just launches straight into things she we said we don't mind that we like no that. yeah Martha, who's looking after her at the moment? Is she with Alice during the day and Chris at bedtime? Is she doing three to four days at each? Last week, Chris dropped her off with Neil. How long for? Why are we not hearing? It seems to be working. Is peace and stability so abnormal for Alice that she can't see a good thing when it's hitting her in the face? Ditch the lawyers, Alice. Agree to 50-50 with Chris. Brian, butt out. Job done. Yeah, I think you're right, Karen. I, feel Karen. I feel like it is 50-50. You get the sense it's sort of working for them at the moment. Yes. But it's sort of 50-50. Although they seem to be, what I find, because what I would think was ideal was actually if you do one week on, one week off, isn't it? Is that good or not? Because um, you can either do like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe you should do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, oh, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. There isn't an, I would say the ideal is that both parents get a few weekends off every so often. Yeah, totally. That's actually perfect, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Why don't you suggest it to Ruth? Let's not. We don't split up. I just don't have the children for, for quite He'd a lot of the time. Definitely up for that. The latter. <laughs> <laughs> right, Karen again. Denise and Jacob. I know it's boring when Kate doesn't have drama going on, but please could we let her have a happy life for a while? She's got a string of failed relationships, a string of abandoned children. Jacob is perfect for her, and we don't need more string. Okay, Karen. She also Done. says uh, vets really are amazing. Our Yorkshire Terrier, Ezzy, had a kidney removed before Christmas and the whole team were fantastic. Everyone knew her name and I would have sold my house if necessary. Yes, oh, they are. That is Poor lovely. little Ezzy. That's oh. very sad. Uh, right. My, my sister-in-law's a vet, if I mentioned it. Yes, you have several yeah. hundred times now. Um, <laughs> my mother, who's a nurse. Um, uh, Owen, uh, many congratulations on the advertisement timing advances. <laughs> Smart asses. Anyway, I thought the first one landing Lucy's mid-sentence. You, you come up here and try yeah. make a podcast. <laughs> it's not as easy as how seamlessly we make it look, you know. It's, only, <clears throat> it's, just, it's just that other people seem to make it look easy. Yes, but it's not easy. But one of them, I think somebody on Cider Shed actually does podcasts for a living. And I just write things for a living. I'm not good at keyboards and things. Anyway. Keyboards. That's where you're going wrong. I'm just hitting things with a keyboard. I'm playing the piano. I thought the first uh, advert landing, landing mid Lucy's sentence was an absolute triumph. In fact, I've, on re-listening, I think Lucy might have even managed to drop the advert mid-word, which really is precision editing. Thank you. A word in defence of rats. We had a good friend, and our mechanic, called Dangerous Dave, 
sadly no longer with us. Okay, there's a whole world of worry in that <laughs> sentence. If you have a mechanic and he's called Dangerous Dave, <laughs> yeah. you want you want patient and methodical Dave to be your mechanic, not anyone well, dangerous. And also the fact that he's no longer with us makes yeah. me think he may have blown himself up. But anyway, he's one of those. You know, you you your your life is your nom nom deter. Was it nominative determinism yes. or something? Yes, yes. He's probably <laughs> he's electrician as well and. <laughs> Nuclear physicist. Um, uh, his dangerous Dave's friend bought his girlfriend an engagement rat. Oh. Which was a treasured family oh. member. Oh, my God. You've got to know your girlfriend likes rats before you do that. That's a, re that's a real test. I don't think you should be allowed to get married if you are giving someone an engagement rat. Because you might have children and then what would happen? Ooh. Anyway. It's like, didn't people used to put rats under their wigs? In the old days. No, they didn't put them there. They went in there. They nested what? in the wigs. No, didn't they put... I thought they put them in there to um, pick away at the, all the dead skin cells. Ooh! Something like that. It's Yikes. one of those facts you learn when you're a kid and you just Ooh. never forget it because it's so disgusting. Ooh! I've got anyway. a goose pimply now. <laughs> um, I, too, am thoroughly sick of Alice, who really is living up to her spoiled little brat persona. Can she honestly not hear herself whining about not liking the massive pile of poo she doesn't like but was directly responsible for creating. My auntie Pat would have slapped her legs for her. Um, anyway. Her legs. Keep up the fine work of keeping me entertained during my chores. Um, leg slapping, Owen. Well, um, Auntie Jean would disagree. Yes. Uh, she, he also then goes on to say on another email, I meant to speculate if Emma Thompson is an Archer's listener. Lots of the trails on the podcast app I use for her new film good luck to you leo grande it apparently oh. concerns an older lady who employs a young man to source her up good and proper as i believe oh. the youngsters say could this have been inspired by young rory's exploits how um, interesting no because that film was made about two years ago and this storyline only happened like three months it's, ago i think it's a really good storyline though actually yeah I, I think it's really interesting and it's and it's, conflicting yeah and it's definitely because the more pe people are talking about menopause all the time now they're talking about you know older women are no longer invisible um anyway philip bailey says dear lovely lucy and heartthrob harriet yes. thank you for introducing yes. me to richard whiteley's own brand vodka on the podcast last <laughs> week not a problem philip anytime <laughs> <clears throat> just wait till you try the vax i have had a long look at the instagram page you mentioned and i have to say that you both look very different to how i imagined huh. that is the power of podcasting and the radio i suppose maybe shula does look like rosamund pike after all regards phil in exeter hashtag oh sod off alice um yes yes we have to say it's jj whitley not richard whitley <gasps> um, and the uh, scantily the scantily ladies on there ladies. if you can spot me and Lucy mm. um, you get a prize yeah uh, or in fact Mr Newbie who's also there anyway um, <laughs> William Nolan I th oh dear we're, we're in trouble again I thought this week's episode was very harsh on Alice Yes, the divorce was her idea, so she did start it in a way, but mediation largely broke down because Chris wanted final say on every decision in Martha's life in perpetuity. I think Alice was fully justified in not allowing him to hold her illness over her head when it comes to parenting. Everything else has spiralled out of that. Regarding Neil's comment that the Carters would bring Martha upright because it's not in the Aldridges to do so, I found that unbelievably classist. To me, he was basically saying that because the Aldridges have money, they can't raise their kids. Well, not 
really. Well, the archers, the Aldridges might be dysfunctional, but they hardly have a monopoly on that in Ambridge. If Neil looked at his own daughter, for example, she flits between a recovering heroin addict and part-time illegal chemical courier <laughs> to a shotgun-wielding borderline madman. On a lighter note, when I've been getting ready to leave the house for work every day, I go through my final checks in my head, keys, wallet, ID card, glasses. Then I loudly exclaim, mask, in Jim's voice to no one in particular. <laughs> I have been doing this for over a year. Send help. Many thanks for the podcast, William. Um, oh, he says, one of the ads he got on the show last week oh God. was a nappy company. So he said the Tenor Lady sponsorship can only be weeks away. Oh, my God. Mm. That's totally right. Yeah. But don't they do the ads tailored to the individual listener? Maybe he wears nappies. I don't know. (laughs) Rat nappies. No less. Yes, because that's, that's what I don't understand. Are the ads that you're listening to on your podcast app, are they tailored to you, which is why we get different ones, or are they tailored to what they think that people listening to our podcast like. Uh, I think they're confusing. tailored to the region that you're in and um, uh, and the companies themselves match up with what they think our listeners would like. Mm. It's absolutely, honestly, people, we promise it is nothing to do with us. Apart from my ability to <laughs> plonk the advert in the, the middle of a word. is definitely to do with yeah, us. And when I say yeah. us, um, well, I'm very lucky. I don't have to do any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit being the appropriate term for it the way i do it but anyway um but uh yes so we have no idea yeah, what so is being advertised because also people get adverts they won't want to hear yeah and, and we're know, not like that, we don't know whether they're advertising you know alcohol that, that or, porno channel with or, the banjo music yeah or, or anything um, we don't alcohol. we just don't know and also the ones i get are different to the ones harriet gets so we can't even i just always get the edinburgh tattoo which is very i've never had the street. edinburgh tattoo it starts with the bagpipes. It's a good one. It's a good one. Huh. Sometimes when you're nodding off in a podcast, you actually need an advert to snap you back awake. Rats. We're being sponsored rats. by rats this week. This Rachel week Thomas, po- greetings from sunny Sweden, she says. Amazing work of hero Sh- rats. Hang on. Whoa, sorry, what? stop the press. Sweden? Who's from Sweden? Who? Rachel Thomas. Rachel Thomas. Does she know Doesn't. Finn the... Oh, no, he's in Finland. Tom of Finland, yeah. Tom of Finland, okay. I'd, I looked up Tom of Finland to check yeah. I was right about yeah. the porn, and I really oh. was. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Oh, really, my God. really was. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> um, uh, she said, apologies if this sets off your rat phobias, but as a vet, I feel they need all the good oh, advertising Rachel, they can vet. get. Great. There's a great charity called Apopo who breeds and trains a type of extra large rats who, oh. who are trained to do a variety of clever things explosives trained rats they work at clearing minefields so that communities can get land back to farming and people can walk through areas they also smell tuberculosis they are used in africa to go through samples which have been tested by lab machines and pick up a whole load of cases which have been missed this means that people with tb are treated earlier reducing lung damage and death and don't spread it to other people you can sponsor the rats and get sent a monthly newsletter with cute photos and i will send the link Donna Keane from Apopo posted recently on how she trains rats to go into earthquake damage buildings and find survivors. They press a button on a harness to signal to their team that they've found a person. I'm just they, playing one of their videos. And they carry a radio so the survivor can talk to the rescue team and they can talk back. Isn't that oh, they're incredible? A, they're absolutely massive. I've gone on apopo.org. Okay. Yeah, they're big, big rat. They're big. They're more like um, dogs. But that's incredible. Incredible. I what take it do. all back, rats. 
yeah, but these are giant rats. These mm. are giant pouch, giant pouch rats or something. Yeah, so you can support a hero rat. Would you like to do that, Lucy? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I'll sign you up. They're don't you dare you... sign me up. Sign oh, yourself up. Oh, no, hang on. Up. Hang on. I was thinking that is unbelievably massive, but that one is actually a dog. <laughs> is, is this, that's actually a picture of a dog. <laughs> I thought, bloody hell. Oh, it's got a big woolly, raggy, waggy tail and pricked <laughs> yeah. up ears and it's barking. Yeah, what distance, gave it away? From Alex? a distance, it looked, because oh. I did think they should. They're the size of dogs. No way they are dogs. <laughs> that is actually a, a landmine dog. But there are, there are pictures of the rats, obviously, and okay. a cute video. Lovely. Um, Willa Hammett Brown. Hi, Willa. How's your brothers? I have been terribly lax in inviting you to the Gin and Gossip Society. Yes, we noticed. Uh, he said, she said, I'm not actually writing to invite you now either. It's not you. <laughs> it's us. We keep forgetting to meet. I began writing to tell you that I too kept rats, but that's a lie. I didn't. My brother did, and I used to sneak in and play with them. I stopped after I broke one of their tails and then lied and said I had no idea how it broke and haven't <gasps> changed my story until this very day. On the upside, my brother hates the archers, so my secret is safe with you. Wow. Um, she's, had, uh, she's had two COVID scares and she said i have been able to cathartically yell at brian cheer on neil wander about the nature of denise and alistair's tea breaks and then listen to the most professional duo in podcast duo in podcasting finally figure out ad breaks oh stop it but do so on a week when harriet completely forgets to listen to an episode it gives me more joy than i can say elvis my sister's had a baby <clears throat> just saying I know, you sent me a picture and I had to very tactfully ask. She will not let me put it on social media. So annoying. Quite right. I want to show off I'm an auntie. I want to show the little snuggly face. (laughs) And she won't let me. Um, Dear Hattie Lulu, this is Elvis. (laughs) Hi Elvis. (laughs) Um, I'm off work with flu. Oh. Uh, Sure it's not COVID? He said it kicks the slurry out of COVID. Um, Oh, Oh God. He was... Sent home from work on the day that the nurse was scheduled to get them all the flu vaccine. Ha <laughs> um, I just re- listened to Bran getting his predicted and dare I say deserved heart attack. So <gasps> Ooh, sick of gosh. his boorish self-centeredness, not to mention his rank hypocrisy. Didn't he poison the am for some cash in hand and now he thinks he can take the moral high ground because Chris didn't collect a few paltry quid. May the knowledge of his own mortality bring a little humility. Ha ha ha! I imagine there's been some speculation about how long it will be before a big fight splits Trazer asunder. But not sh- I don't think so. But not sure, as I only take to Twitter when I've had an excellent or atrocious customer experience, experience or want to have a pop at a politician. I would like to say that I think they will go the distance. Yes. Though with the scriptwriters, love for giving the working class a good kicking, I give them till Tuesday. Regarding tenor men, I know this question has been answered already, but I had seen and been tempted by some tenor man pants just before the query of it on the podcast. I put on many lockdown pounds and they were pressing on my pelvic floor, meaning every end to a bathroom visit was something of a tantric affair. I realise this makes me sound older than my 10 to 36 (laughs) years, but I've now started running to work as I now work somewhere closer to home. So the problem is now gone. Oh, I can reaffirm that they do have products for men. Mm. Oh, a week on with running yeah interesting mine starts with running a week or two (laughs) (laughs) a week or two back will informed Meyer he had scraped his knuckle no shit will cheap shots aside i wanted to mention how much i like will he's grown on me a bit like a tumor his opinions (laughs) and emotional intelligence intelligence leave more to be desired than roy's charisma but occasionally you see something that shows his heart is very firmly in the right place I'm thinking specifically of when he was the only one to remember Ed and Emma's anniversary and took them a gift so soon after Nick's death. 
Oh, anyway, yeah. on that cheery note, I have waffled on enough. Uh, uh, no waffling. I also, I, uh, the thing is, you can't help but like Will. He's annoying, but mm. he, he obviously does have a good heart. His heart is in the right place. He's I just think. so clumsy. Yeah, he's just clumsy, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, you can't, you can't help but, but be fond of him. It, he really? is, he's one of those people that makes you roll your eyes, but I also feel sympathy but, for well, him. Well, also because well. he's been in, I think, you know, when you've been in the programme for 150 yeah. years. He's like an irritating member of your own family that makes exactly, you roll your eyes. And, exactly. Yeah. One of those sort of like cousins and you're like, yeah. oh God, so-and-so's coming. Yeah. And then they're really annoying when they're there, but then they go and you go, oh, well, it, you know, it's really yeah. good they came actually. Yeah. yeah. We, I'm we glad they didn't stay it. long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just to be clear i don't have any yeah, no of course not um claire marsh hi claire blimey you made your feelings about rats pretty plain <laughs> sorry and then i did feel bad about it that's why i put a picture of a rat it's not really any different to keeping gerbils to clear a few things up the pat whose message you read after mine is indeed my pat oh. and as you can tell she's much more eloquent than me and considerably funnier the picture of me and pat is in another non-archers listening friend's garden my garden is pleasant, but not amazing, and my rats don't live in it. They live in a cage in the house, but do come out for cuddles and exercise up and down the stairs. I said rats are trainable, not that I'm an excellent trainer. In terms of the archers, I think Rory is onto a short-term good thing in some ways, especially as sex sounds like it isn't part of it, but nepotism is. However, in the long run, he could end up damaged by the sugar mummy experience, especially now he's been absent for his dad's heart attack. Um, it is disappointing that I will never now get to make a bet with Pat over whose email will hit the ad break. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I hate you all. <sighs> it's telling me about drooling. What if I just have an angina attack? What if I just said that sounds like drooling? Nothing. At everything. <laughs> but, we, but, but I'm not joking. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know that one. <laughs> this is from Richard Geeling, who says... I'm writing this on Thursday morning, so this email could be wow. dated by Friday. Wow. Oh, it really wow. is, Richard. Oh. Has anything actually happened in the Archers this week? <laughs> I know they can't have drama every week, but can we at least have a bit of excitement? Am I being too picky? Was the missing cow the drama? Does the grey man have the missing cow? I was very upset to hear Gary had left Ambridge. Where was his chatty fortnight where he's in every scene getting us to invest in his character just for him to leave? Also, <laughs> who was robbed a post office and when did it happen? As a 36-year-old male, I'm aware how incredibly inappropriate this is, but I found it a little bit sexy when he was having a go at Brian. Is this how Harriet feels when Adam speaks? I'm aware whenever Stella is in a scene with any character, we try and set them up, but I wondered if her and Brian might have a thing. No, they seemed quite close when they were looking for calves in the shrub row. Thanks for all you do, Richard. He then follows it up on Friday the 3rd by going, blimey, well, that aged well, didn't it? <laughs> it was uh, Susan's brother, Clive Horribin, uh, held up the post office um, and it was about 25 years ago and Susan um, withheld information withheld inf and she shielded him she let yeah. him into the house and she didn't tell the police that she'd seen him and she then went to prison um, Clive was sent to prison for a long time she went to prison for a little bit and Neil nearly had an affair when she was away no what I, d I don't remember that yeah it was with Who's a, a travelling salesman's wife oh my god God, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Lucy, you forgot to mention me cows. I'm missing. Where is it? Honestly, you'd think the ability I've to count. completely forgotten about that. Would... <laughs> oh, oh One, these two, cows three, four, are so five. pretty. Mm. 
Yeah, why did why wouldn't you just count them as they're coming off the van? And also they'd have to have they have to have animal numbers. passports to be to be um to be sent across the country. They have to have licenses to be transported because of diseases so that you can oh, see where they, they started and where they don't need passports went. now because of Brexit, Lucy. No, just they're called like um Oh, I don't know. I was just <laughs> was trying to make a joke. Oh, I see. It wasn't very funny. Wasn't very funny. Mm. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Let ring a bell or something next time yeah. when you make a okay, joke. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you can cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll put um, an ad in the middle of it. It's fine. No, but um, why wouldn't you just, as they were literally tramping yeah. off the lorry, go one, one two, two, oh, I'm three. bored now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what did happen. <laughs> David, can you come and have a go? <laughs> they probably got Jill to stand out there again. She nodded oh, off. Oh, there was Josh in that bloody forklift truck, whatever he was doing, ramming it with. <laughs> ramming boxes <laughs> oh yeah that was weird but oh. that, that all completely passed me by actually the cows yeah i know but I that was really a care. that was a, a mini drama of the mm. week to distract us from the mega drama yes the mega but actually quite little drama mm. the angina oh do you think the angina was something to do with regina oh a little, a little nod it was a to jubilee the queen cardiac arrest it was yeah, a jubilee episode yeah happy angina something like that what a royal angina that was, Brian. <laughs> Elizabeth angina. <laughs> I, this is Pat McClelland. I am less excited than most. Oh, this is Claire's friend, Pat McClelland, who's now started signing herself. Love from Claire's friend, Pat McClelland. Oh. I am less excited than most about the Friday episode as I've just got the hang of there not being one. It will take me about two years to adopt back and I'm not getting any yeah. younger. Yeah. When on earth are you going to record the podcast? I tell us about it. <sighs> That's, have you noticed this podcast is quite long already? It's quite long and it's also very early in the morning. It's Saturday morning, so no booze for us this time. Oh, but there was too much booze last there night. There was too much booze. But I drank, I drank oh, the yeah. stuff that you'd already drunk. The bocco. Yeah. The bocco. It's, boc- it's amazing. Yes. My friend, Anne, is a bit of a wine buff. And I did a blind Wait, can taste I just say, we weren't even going to talk about Bocco this week. No, but it's too so much yummy, I want to talk about it. But we then genuinely started talking about how yummy it was, didn't yeah. we? Before the podcast. You know, English wine used to be a bit, and you sort of, you drank it because you felt like you ought to be supportive and then really regretted it because it was like drinking apple cider vinegar. Um, no, and then is... Night Timber came along and everyone was like, oh yeah. my God, we can Bloody actually do delicious. this really well. And the chalk, was it called the something down? Oh yeah, Chapel the, there's down, loads now. Like... Chapel Down, that's a good one. That's quite happy. this though. stuff is amazing. Yep. It's, did, was yours like a peachy colour? Yeah. Really actually, pale I, peachy. I actually put it on Instagram. Oh, you on, did, yeah. When, when I got it on the 22nd of May, because I had my girlfriends around and we had it and we were genuinely like, oh my God, is a bit too drinkable. Yeah. Because it's peachy, This is just it? yum. Yes, and you said because actually my my um my sister had a baby. Did I tell you? So we actually had a bottle of night timber, but then you said, "What did you say that your friend said?" She's oh yes, she is, and she's very good at wine. And uh, she said she drank it, and she said, "I would say this was night timber, but it's actually nicer." And she took a photo of the bottle nicer and wanted to know Nitimba. where it. Yep, yeah, she wanted to find out where it came from, and she's gone off to go and order a load of it. We really, really liked it. If, if anyone wants, to, if they want to send us another bottle, yes, <laughs> or possibly a case or several, because I drink all of that happily. Um, but if you want, uh, if you actually genuinely want to go and have a look, it's you have to go to House Corrin, don't you? Yes, it's called Bocco, B-O-C-O, but it's the maker is called House Corrin. Because Bocco is a is a Sussex corruption of Boku, isn't it? Ah, oui, très bien. Oui, oui, c'est très français. Yeah, so that's good. 
Yes. I wanted to talk about my crabs and um But you can't because um, you're on holiday next fish. week. I am, I'm going glumping in the rain. Nice. So I want to talk about wayfish because uh, they sent us a box of fish. The thing is, we've, we've just been inundated. People um, are really nice and are sending us stuff so we can talk about it. But only stuff that we really like. And we really and like that fish, the fish we? box. And last weekend I made an amazing crab linguine and then I did baked fish for the kids the next day and they loved it. And I really want to talk about Well, should I talk about it? Oh, I know. I could do a recipe for next weekend. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Because um, uh, wayfish are based in... Uh, uh, Weymouth. Weymouth, yeah, and they're a lovely local fish yes. shop, and they. But it was, it's like one of those nice sort of. You just feel like they're nice people. And last week I got crab, uh, sole, and place, and all of it was bloody delicious. And mm. um, I am definitely gonna um, order that again. So am I actually. And mine came with because you want to with... know where it comes from. You want to yeah. know it's local. And I know there's a lot of um, controversy around fishing even if it's just local fishing but i'd rather buy it mm. knowing that they are a company that genuinely yeah uh thinks about sustainability yeah and are at least supporting a local community anyway yep yeah. i like to think would jennifer aldridge buy it if she would i'm having it <laughs> and she would she absolutely I actually i'm so obsessed with them now you could look them up Wayfish on instagram i'm so obsessed with them i was even thinking to say oh my god i'd love to live in weymouth <laughs> You're going to move. I liked it so much. I moved house. So I, you're Victor Kaya. It's just generations of Victor Kaya. Because they really, I just bought into the whole sale yeah. on their website. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to move to it. It's, it's W-E-Y. If you want to look it up, it's W-E-Y-F-I-S-H. Yes. Yeah, so Pat says, a long yeah, time ago, sorry, we talked about Pat. Sorry, Pat. Pat sorry, says Pat. Uh, that it's, she's fed up. like one of those interrupting adverts, Lucy. Yeah. Which is probably <laughs> now. <laughs> This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Or is it? Um, Clearly won't be. Pat says uh, she's only just got the hang of not having Friday episodes and now she's got to get the hang of Friday episodes again. Oh, I know. She says, when on earth are you going to record the podcast? Yep. 
Any plans to record this week's on Thursday evening have been scuppered by Bryant's much-predicted heart attack. Yeah. A Thursday cliffhanger the week they reintroduced in the Friday episodes. It's almost as if the BBC has it in for you. Maybe you'll <laughs> record two versions. Brian alive, Brian dead. Then press the wrong button and broadcast both of them. To clarify, I am indeed Claire's friend Pat. Her rats are sweet and we were not drinking tea in a scuzzy rat-infested yard. Thank you very much. I've made my friend David listen to the podcast. That's threatened, but you frightened Hi, the bejesus out of him, oh, so I doubt he'll be back. Oh, God. Sorry, David. I confess I, I was a little that. crestfallen when you started influencing, but you're doing it in your uniquely shambolic style, and I forgive you. If I were able to tolerate alcohol, I would be strangely tempted by mauve passion fruit vodka. I'm hoping Sunday's podcast will include complaints about you having unload a van full of John Lewis hankies and tenor pants. My plot prediction is a guilt fest about Brian involving Neil, Rory, Chris and Alice. Ian will regret not giving Brian his pizza oven money and Kate won't regret making him homeless. Chris will comfort Alice and with any luck, that will be the end of the divorce storyline. Stella will run the farm brilliantly and the scriptwriters will forget that they introduced her as being in the pay of Justin Elliott. Of course, as I'm yelling you, I'm yelling you on Friday afternoon, all of the above may have happened in this evening's episode. My God! That would be one hell of an episode and very unlike The Archers where nothing happens for weeks on end. Um, Jake Smallwood says, I am one of those weirdos that love Doctor Who and The Archers. Now Not Davros has gone. Yes, Mike, Mike Tucker played Davros in oh, The Archers. Oh yes, of course, of course. Lisa Bowerman is possibly the best ever yes. cougar ever. Yes. Yeah, she's Doctor Who audio, isn't she? Or is she Doctor Who on the telly? Was she on the telly in a Doctor Who, I mean? Because she doesn't she do a lot of Doctor Who Big Finish audio productions? Yes. Yes. And uh, he says, my Great point actress. is, I think Brian is regenerating. <laughs> my question to you would oh be... Oh my God, it's all coming together. Who should he regenerate into? Well, I've just... Well, um, he should regenerate into um, Rosie. Um, but I've just, I've just had a plot prediction that Brian will eventually meet Julianne and he will be she will be a blast from the past for him no yes because then it gets really weird doesn't it yes it does get really weird and totally unrealistic that's not going to happen it's unrealistic enough you but... never know you never know mm, no 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 that's the end of the emails. Thank oh, you very much. Thank you so much for those emails. And now, let's go over to Radio Borchester, where by popular request, Fabrizio Felpersham has a very special and confusing guest. It's Mr. Newby. <laughs> oh, no, you did it. Worlds are wow. colliding, Harriet. Wow. Worlds are colliding, Jerry. That's too weird. Okay. Too weird. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, how is my influencer campaign going? Do we have the interest yet? Oh, really? Or oh, from? Is it Sushi Station? I like Sushi Station. <gasps> oh my God, Joe Malone! I love Joe Malone. In all airport, I wear all of it all the time. Oh, Joey Malone. Who is she? Oh, a man. Joey Malone, the Borchester scrap. 
Colin, I cannot have a picture of me on Insta on the beach in Malibu holding up the back end of a Mondeo. I do not think you are trying. I have many listeners, you know, and... Listening to what? Oh, hello, hello. Welcome to Radio Borchester with me, Fabrice of Felpersham, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon because I have. This week I have been watching repeats of Queer Guy for the Straight Eye and it is very emotional and sad and also very inspiring. So I thought I would become Borchester's answer to Jonathan Loch Ness, who is like a sexy Jesus. It was all a very coincidence as a lady called Beverly emailed me and said, Febreze, I am in a relationship with a man called Mr. Newby. Please help me. She did not say much more, so I presume he is not very styled, so I invite him to the studio to go through his look, and I was right. He is not very styled. Charming. Yes, I am. You maybe have a certain something, though, underneath it all. Underneath what all? You know, the general eepiness of you. I thought this was an advice session, not insults. Oh yes, advice on how not to be eep. Actually, you do look vaguely familiar. You remind me of someone. Uh, Jason Momoa? No, no. I think it is me. You are a lumpier version of me. Oh God, it is like looking in awful fairground mirror <laughs> where it is like me, but with absolutely no style and no grooming and no nice smell. I'll bet you do not even use diptyque. Well, I use soap, you know, for washing. Soap? Oh God, that make you squeaky. Yes, that's how I know I'm clean. But you strip away all the natural oils. Yes, they're what make me smell. Beverly says when I get hot, I smell like a lawnmower leaking two-stroke. Oh yes, Beverly. How would Beverly like you to dress, do you think? This is a question they ask on Queer Eye all the time. Why do the chaps on Queer Eye want to know about Beverly? Is something going on? No, no, they are all homosexualists. No one is interested in Beverly. Well, I'm not sure she's interested in me, to be honest. She's quite keen on fashion and style, but I think it's a bit unmanly. Well, so is dying alone looking like an heap of old washing. When was the last time you bought new clothes? I don't need new ones. Nothing's fallen off these ones yet. I've got navy blue short sleeve shirts, navy blue long sleeve shirts, walking trousers, sitting trousers, gardening trousers and decorating trousers, and I'm not sure I need any more. Oh my God, you are a dinosaur. It's eco-friendly. They've got years in them yet, these sitting trousers. So imagine for me, if you can, Mr. Stegosaurus, that you are in Ted Baker. I'm sure he's a very nice man, but as I said before, I'm very happy with Beverly. He is a shop. So how would you feel if you were in Ted Baker? Overwhelmed? Probably a bit claustrophobic? What would make you feel overwhelmed? I wouldn't know where to start. I like to go into Underwood's Gentleman's Outfitters and I say, can I have what I'm wearing but with both sleeves on? And they say, yes. Do you ever try it on? Not with the men in Underwood's Gentleman's Outfitters, no. The clothing do you try on? No, I always get the same. Play safe, that's me. You know where you are with navy blue brine nylon. Yes, you are at the back of a very long style queue with everyone asking what that sweaty smell is. What about personal grooming? Do you wax? Yes, religiously, all the pews in St. Stephen's. Do you have product in your air? 
Yeah, Marmite. Sorry about that. I was doing my toast when the doorbell rang and I jumped. Cologne? Never been. After your shave, what do you use to make you smell delicious? Swarfiga? Oh, you are a lost cause. You do not even care about the nice smells and the grooming and the couture. It is no wonder Beverly Drains find you depressed. I would find you depressed. I give up. Even Jonathan Loch Ness would find you too struggle. Colin, Colin, book different client, please. Gary Orobin, even though he work in arid docks and carry boxes of fish about, he is still more style than Mr. Newby. Hang on, I thought we were supposed to hug and cry. That's what they do on Queer Eye. I might go home and cry with a nice glass of Prosecco, but I am certainly not hugging you. I make it a rule not to come into close contact with man-made fibre. Go away, smelly man, and sorry to people at home. That was not inspiring and emotional, it was all damp and hot. Uh, I advise you all to light nice candle, breathe deep, and think about Lorraine Kelly. Bye! Radio Borsetshire Thank you for Breeze. Now, we have a special host to the show, a collaboration between Mr. Newby and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. I have to say this is going to utterly baffle our overseas listeners. Basically, you need to Google John Shuttleworth, have a listen, not understand what the hell is going on, and then play this next bit. So, me and Harriet are going to say Jubilee goodbye now. Jubilee. We're going to say goodbye in a jubilee fashion. Jubilee. And then we're going to hand you over to Mr. Newby and Matt Rodriguez Payne. Bye. I, I said my sister should call her baby Jubilee. Because it sounds like Julie. Oh. Jubilee. Jubilee. She's not going to. No. Um, and she's not going to call it Regina either. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> uh all right, cheers, Lucy. Happy bank holidays, everybody. Happy Have bank holidays weekend. and Boxing Day and Easter Saturday and whatever else this is. <laughs> See you on Tuesday the 8th or oh, something like that. No, because you're away. Oh, yeah, I won't see you next week, Lucy. Um, oh, I'll miss you. No, you won't. I will, especially if it's raining, I will. Okay. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be glamping. Do you only miss me in the rain? That's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Because you I associate mean, like me be- with drizzle. I'll either be having a brilliant time drinking bocco in the sun or in the campsite. With your fish box uh, and your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> There's no fridges, so I'm not going to take my fish oh, box. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe I should take the vacuum cleaner. But um, yeah, no, I'll miss you. Have a great time. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bit daft this, you know, for a jubilee. I think Her Majesty might like it though, you know. If she doesn't, I'd like to apologise. Let me know if she says anything, won't you? Harriet, Lucy and Febreze, they really are the bee's knees. You know they would be over the moon if you'd give five stars on the old iTunes. Mm, yes. 
me and Ken and Mary too. We'd like to say thank you to you for listening and singing along and even being a Patreon. Oof, yes, they couldn't do it without you, no. No. Thanks, Matt Rodriguez Penn, for all your themes. Ken does so much, he spits his seams. We love you, listeners, we really do. And a very happy platy tubes. There you go, Ken. What did you think? Oh, John, you thought it was very good. I'll ask Mary. Mary? Oof, she's got a hoover on, going over the dado rail with a soft brush attachment. Never mind. See you next week, listeners. Have a lovely Jubilee. There'll be jelly and fighting on every village green in the UK. Makes you proud to be British. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.